Ciao a tutti, sono caritanes. That's what they always say here in Castellon Fiorentino in front of a crowd. Ciao a tutti, ciao a tutti, you know. This caritanes, it's uh, Thursday, October 8th, 2020. And I'm uh, making this podcast from my little office in the tiny little Tuscan town of Castellon Fiorentino behind the medieval walls in the shadow of the Etruscan settlement that dates back to maybe 600 BC, something like that. And uh, went just morning, finally, after five years to apply for my Carta di Identita. Um, Anyway, I missed last week's podcast because I took the opportunity to watch the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden um, in his debate with the uh, Republican president, Donald Trump. And it required me to uh, get up at three in the morning because of the time difference, the six-hour time difference between um, the East Coast and Italy. And I watched the debate, and I was so discomfited by it that the rest of that Wednesday was a complete wash. And the Thursday, too, uh, for some reason, all I could do was get the column done. And I think it was because it was such a vexing and compelling question, which was, is there something wrong with me because of the hatred that's welled up in my chest at the people who support Donald Trump. And um, it was a tough question, but I want to really thank the many people who um, sent good vibes my way, said nice things, sent love, uh, you know, uh, touted the column to others. Um, Because it was a rough ride. (laughs) It was a rough ride for me because of the fact that on the following day, I I actually could not get the column done on Thursday. And so I woke up Friday. Uh, Norma brought me the news. She always brings me news when something about Trump happens. And she brought me the news that he was uh, tested positive for the covid virus and uh, had been, uh, well, that he tested positive. So I cannot um, turn away from the news. I did not really leave the U.S. to escape the news. I left to escape the difficulty of surviving uh, in San Francisco. So uh, here we go. And oh, those are the bells. Listen to the bells. It's the noontime bell of uh, the Santa Chiara Church. It rings every day at noon, and I'll just give you a little taste of it there. I'll turn this up so you can really get a full blast of the bell. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Okay. So now 
here comes the column. The uh, title of it, you know, is, um, is Fascism Coming? Dear Carrie, I was born in San Francisco six decades ago. I lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Loma Prieta earthquake and have been close to a couple of street shootings in SF and in New York City. I'm not a nervous person by nature but I am full of fear and anxiety now. I couldn't listen to the first presidential debate because I knew it would upset me too much, and with the pandemic and fires, it would be one thing too much. So I heard the summaries on the radio this morning. This is from, of course, uh, last week. And now I'm wondering if I should leave America as soon as possible to avoid whatever may happen during and after the election in November. It feels like fascism. I would love to know what you think. Signed, a fan. Dear fan, so after I read your letter, I spent a lot of time thinking about fascism. Then I remembered who I am. I'm not a political person. In spite of all my opinions and all my thoughts, I'm not really a political person, and I especially cannot predict the future. What I try to do is I try to help people cope with the situation they're in by taking steps that can be taken regardless of what's going on out there or what might happen. So after writing like 5,000 words about the political situation, I finally calmed down and resolved to try to help you, an individual, cope with your own situation. So let's focus on fear and anxiety first, because it's possible that all the disruptions to routine caused by fires and pandemic have brought that simmering fear and anxiety into full flame, because chances are you used to deal with these fears and anxieties by many social activities that we all engage in. So before we talk about leaving the country, let's talk about lessening the fear and anxiety and ask if maybe some of the causes of those fears and anxiety can be softened and some are just going to go away as the situation resolves. So, first, fear. We know fear is about something bad that might happen. Your house might burn up. You might catch a terrible disease. Those are pretty real fears. Black shirts marching up your street, that's less likely but understandable that you might fear that. The disease part is particularly of concern. The fear of your house burning up is less likely, but it's brought into focus every day by the news. Other things associated with the fires in California, the grief, the sadness, the horror, the anger, the disbelief. 
These are awful things to feel and not be able to express or share with others because of the social restrictions caused by the pandemic and steps needed to contain the pandemic. Your support system, friends, activities, it's not functioning as it usually would because of the restrictions necessary to contain the pandemic. So naturally, these worries you would usually share with your friends and be comforted and reassured and these emotions of outrage and anger. You experience all those in relative isolation, which is terrible. And about the anxiety, you said fear and anxiety. I just want to say the one most useful thing I have ever been told about anxiety, which a psychologist told me. Listen, anxiety is not so much an emotion as the warding off of emotion. So that feeling of restlessness, free-floating unease, the fretting, the repetitive actions, the pacing, those are things one does when a genuine emotion threatens to overtake, but we don't stop to feel it. We don't want to feel it because maybe we're afraid that it'll engulf us. Maybe we're afraid it's too big or that it uh, carries information that we don't want to look at or memories we don't want to recall so once I learned that I believed what he said and I started paying attention when I was pacing or fretting unable to concentrate unable to decide what my next step was and I would ask so what's the emotion what am I warding off what am I trying not to feel? What am I afraid of or angry about or confused about? And that helped a lot. And of course, sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes I'd be feeling, I'd be feeling deep shame or sadness or grief or regret. And those things... I was trying to ward off, but I learned to feel them, and that helped with the anxiety, which, as I say, is different from fear. And as to the fear, let me say, what you're going through is totally normal to be afraid. Your world is turned upside down. You're going to feel a lot of fear. Anyone would. You're going to feel the impulse to flee. It's normal to want to flee. The circumstances of a pandemic and fires and unstable political situation naturally make a person want to flee, especially fire, disease, primal threats. We're primates. We fear fire. We fear chaos, uncertainty, strangers, people acting insane. We have instincts. We're like dogs. Dogs don't like people acting insane either. We don't like that as primates. We wish there was something we could do, like like, um, like tear these crazy people limb from limb and eat them for dinner. As primates, that is, which might feel good if we were just primates. And then we could jump around and screech and be kings of the jungle again. Uh, listen, back to the problem. Like, I know it feels like a good time to leave the country, and it, and it may be, but for now, I favor identifying the threats, the stressors, 
and looking for ways to cope with them and mitigate them in the moment and in the place where you're at. And so this implies also looking for the regular pleasures in your life that are missing. Look for ways to get them back. It might help to make a list. List of things you do in your regular life that give you a sense of order and peace. The things you enjoy, the friends you've socialized with in person, the places you walk to, the experiences, going to the movies, shopping, reading, working on projects, gardening, cleaning, working in political work, whatever. And friends, being with friends who get where you're coming from, going to places where you're greeted kindly, where everyone knows your name, things you do to pamper yourself. Like I say, it might help to write them down. Use a notebook. Write them down in, in you know, pencil, using your hand and 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 look at the ones that that you know you always like to do and they're missing in your life and try to get them back somehow try to get them back so to try to build a life within this constricted and shrunken universe try to build a life in there that resembles the life you had before the lockdown and the fires and the political upheaval and there might be grief involved too grief grief for What's been lost in, in the last few years? And not just because of the pandemic or the political situation, but many other things in American life. Um, I must say, many of us share not just anger, but also grief about planetary destruction. The fires in Australia, too, the barrier reefs, the forests, destruction the planet's undergoing, grief for many black people who've suffered murder, not just in the last years, but in the last 400 years in America. It's a very emotional time in a lot of ways. And those emotions, because of the restrictions, have not had the chance to surface. In some ways, what many people are going through is similar to what one goes through in war, not to equate them, but that many terrible things happening in quick succession with no time to process is structurally similar to the conditions that cause PTSD, you know, um, uh, what does PTSD stand for? To assess syndrome. <laughs> God, I don't even remember. But anyway, you know what PTSD is. Everybody knows what PTSD is. And could be a lot of us are having something similar to PTSD, like just call it emotional overload or a battering of the senses or progressive weakening of the spirit, undermining of the spirit. We're taking a psychological and intellectual beating. You know, we're taking a beating in a way. Everything we know about how things should be just gets stripped away. All the ways we're accustomed to thinking about problems, 
We're thinking, we're thinking about problems requires the truth, agreement about certain basic truths, and that's removed. That's been taken away. Lies, our social discourse is filled with lies, so we're, we're, our foundation is stripped out from under us, and we're taking a beating in all those ways. And no matter who you are, you can't avoid noticing the system we're accustomed to is not working right. And that alone is a stressor. It's a threat to our survival. The system is not just a political system. It's not just about values. The system is about water and air and food and safety. The system is not a luxury. And the very system seems now uh, on the chopping block. Then the failure of the system to contain the virus is a survival threat. So no wonder uh, you're feeling a lot of fear and anxiety and no wonder you're thinking about leaving the country. Now, I'm personally in favor of leaving the country whenever possible. My wife and I, we left the country five years ago. There was no pandemic, no fires, no Trump. We just didn't like it anymore. We didn't like being in America anymore and we had the chance to get the hell out. We took that chance. So if you can leave the country and go live somewhere else, I'm all in favor of it. But now is not a good time. Not for Americans because of all the restrictions. I mean, we live in Italy. They aren't letting Americans in right now. They, it's not that they don't like Americans. They just are taking sane steps to contain the coronavirus. And it's not really Italy. It's the EU. It's the European Union that has taken the step. You have to meet certain requirements in terms of the amount of coronavirus in your country. So listen, I suggest right now you hunker down, take care of yourself where you are for now. And uh, that said, when you're stuck in a place, I'm also a big fan of psychotherapy because if you can't solve these external problems, your focus really is on dealing with them. And psychotherapists, uh, they won't help you leave the country, but they'll help you deal with your problems in the moment, in the place you're at. And it is a great relief uh, to be able to speak to someone in front of whom you needn't be polite or look good to be able to be authentic, warts and all. I mean, I have noticed in my own life, in my frequent recourse to psychotherapy, I always start out by crying. That's like the first session. It seems to be my modus operandi. I, I, uh, I just start out by crying. And so, you know, it's in trouble, and that's usually why I'm there in the therapist's office. So anyway, listen, um, I hope this helps. You know, um, we could talk a lot about the political situation and the necessity to get out and the future of America the next five or ten years. I personally 
and I'm not a prognosticator, like I said, and I, you know, if you want prognostications, look at, look at 538.com and all political people who know something. Um, but my own uh, personal uh, expectation is that um, things are going to come together and things are going to get better. Um, I liken it to the process by which uh, problems first come to light and then there's a huge freak out. But eventually, once the problems come to light, we set about fixing them. And that's my hope for America. So that's it. And finally, I shouldn't really talk about the process, you know, uh, my own process. I think it detracts, but I got to say, uh, I did get a little lost writing about this because of the political question. And the political question is real. Are we on the precipice of some disaster or some uh, reversion to fascism? And it's certainly not a crazy question. There's no reason to believe that America is any different from any other country or that Americans are any different from any other people, any less subject to the the fears and the the, the longing for a strong leader and, and the uh, vulnerability to manipulation and propaganda, especially with the new propaganda tools that are in the hands of, of bad people. But uh, personally, uh, I just had to realize that uh, to answer the political question, I'd have to make predictions and make reasoned arguments and sound like I know what the hell is going on in the world of politics, and I really don't. That's not my field. I'm, for me, personally, and how I seek to uh, be uh, helpful to others, it's more like, uh, it's more like, gee, you look cold. Here's a blanket. Thanks, everybody. Uh, see you next week. Ciao.